Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. So um, we've been talking about um, coming into destiny and stepping into more in this new year. And I was thinking of what stops most of us from actually stepping into things and stepping into more and stepping into ideas and invitation um, that the Lord has for us. Yeah, very much so. But I would like to go big picture. I'm a very big picture person, right? I have to kind of uh, see the big uh, picture and then I know where different things fit. So I'm going to start at the beginning, okay? (laughs) I'm going to start with the first family ever. Who are those people? Adam and Eve, Eve, right? So, and those of you who have heard me speak, I always do this picture, and I kind of hang everything inside of that picture of um, two dimensions, right? Kind of a kingdom, kingdom of God, um, and then the, the world or the earth, or I don't know, what do you want to call it, right? So we would just call it, I don't know, what do you guys want to call it? The world. Okay? So Adam and Eve, I'm going to do my beautiful picture of them. were created and placed in this garden, right? The name for this garden is Eden, the garden of pleasure, right? A place where it was just beautiful, right? What kind of things were there with them and for them? Let's write some of those things out. What kind of things were they experiencing on a daily basis? Provision, right? Limitless. Did they have any lack in food and anything, right? So provision. What else? So God would show up and literally walk with them, right? Like how amazing is that? So God's presence. What else? relationship so there was no separation between them right there was no separation between them and God right they walked as a unit and there was relationship that was flowing always right so someone uh, yelled out peace what else safety Health, rest, purpose. Come on. So they were not idle, right? They had a purpose. They had a job, but it was a restful and purposeful situation, right? They loved it. They couldn't wait to wake up on a Monday morning. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, I have more animals to name, right? <laughs> what a fun job, right? And to explore probably how they were created and to just, um, you know, um, Danya, you love exploring, like knowing everything about animals, right? Would that be a fun job that every, every day you would just get to learn more about animals? Would you like to go to school like that? Yeah, I think you would be pretty excited about it. Like, there wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I have to go and learn all this boring stuff. You would be like jumping out and just going for it, right? So, they were going along with it, and it was just amazing, right? So, them and God was with them there. And then what happened? The snake came in in and said what? 
are you sure God said, right? And he said that, okay, well, let's actually open it. So I can tell Peter that we did open the Bible, okay? So let's, let's do it. Come on. <laughs> okay, Genesis chapter 3. If I can read it. Okay, let's see. We can do it. We can do all things in Christ. Okay, so when the woman saw, it's Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. So what was the lie that she believed to eat, that made her want that fruit so bad? That she was lacking something, right? So here comes the snake. You want to come draw the snake for me? <laughs> do like a good snake for me down here. We'll do a snake. And, you know, he has not changed. No, just a little snake. Do like a good little snake for me with the tongue and everything. Um, so he has not changed his tactics, right, <clears throat> from the garden. He comes in and he lies. So he, he does two things. He lies and he accuses. Right? Once you believe his lie and buy into it and partner with it, his job is done. You are absolutely useless to the kingdom. Once you partner with the lie, right, that Satan is always so gracious to offer. You're done, right? So that's what happened with them. Oh, wow, that is a gorgeous snake, Danya. Thank you. Okay, that's good. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's a rattlesnake. Okay. <laughs> All right, so snaking. So he does two things. What are those two things? Lies. Accuse. So the name Satan actually means accuser, the accuser of the brethren. Um, just like in court, right? There would be, what is it called in court? Prosecutor, right? The accuser. So he first lies to you and then comes in and accuses you for believing that lie and for things that are happening. Okay? So... What happened to them, to Adam and Eve, is once they believed the lie, once they partnered with the lie, they catapulted down to where the snake is, into his worldview. Okay? And let's talk about his worldview. Where the, where the lie came in is the whole lie of lack. Right? You lack something. Something is wrong with you. You will never make it. You are not enough. Right? Lack. So once lack came in, let's see what else happens. So they go from this place of loving their time together, of loving their time with God, of being full of purpose, full of every good thing to this, with a completely different worldview. And let's see how their worldview plays out when they step into the worldview of the snake. Ooh. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, right? The worldview changed. They saw everything in one way. Now they see everything in a completely different way. 
And how do they see each other? They see each other lacking, right? They see each other not closed. Did they see each other like that ever before? That was not a concept, right? As soon as they go down here into this worldview of lack, they start separating, okay? So lack comes in and separation. What does separation look like? So the, the eye, then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the Lord. Right? How fast it's all unraveling, right? One lie of lack is starting to reproduce. Right? It's starting to, to uh, sow separation. Separation first from their true selves, right? They don't see themselves anymore in their identity, in the purpose that God created them, right? They see themselves as dirty, as shameful, as something to cover up, as someone to hide, right? So the whole perspective just shifts and just starts to unravel. Wow. So their true design, their, the, the true, their true self is still there, but it starts getting covered up, right? Starts getting covered up by fear and lack and shame and separation. And so they're already afraid of God. They're separating from him. Once God shows up, they, what do they do? They hide, and then they cover up, and then they blame, right? They blame each other. Well, it's the woman. It's the, it's the man. No, it's, it's, I don't know, it's the snake. <laughs> it's, I don't know who, but it's not me. So the whole separation just unfolds, right? So once we separate... From, I, once I separate from myself, I separate from God, and I separate from others. That's the nature of sin, right? It's separation. It's the worldview that separates me. It's the worldview where I am a survivor, Right? No one is going to get in my way. I'm going to survive. I'm going to self-protect and self-promote. Right? It's this world, um, world view of this world. Right? It's me against the world. I'm going to, you know, just whatever it takes, I'm going to survive. And so they just start walking in this. And they lose the very identity you know, the very purpose, the very thing that they were created to be and to carry. What was Eve's name? What did, what did Eve's name mean? Life. So she was supposed to be her purpose, her identity, which she was meant to carry into the world. She was supposed to be life giver to every other human being on the planet, right? What happened because of the lie? Think about it. She was supposed to be life giver. What what came in what came through her instead? Death. Death, right? That's what she's known for. She ate the apple, right? And brought death to all of the generations. See how tricky it is going from our true purpose and from our true identity to, what, to the lie. 
So I want to propose to you that Satan's tactics have not changed with you and I. That he has been lying to us ever since we were born, right? Through people, through circumstances, through just thoughts that come into our heads and been saying those same lies to each one of us. That you are not loved, you don't have a place, you are not worthy, you need to cover up, you need to self-protect. What are some of the other lies? Just shout it out. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. Not worthy. No, excuse me? Not worthy. Not worthy. Isolate, yeah. Separate. Separate, otherwise you're going to get hurt. What else? Urgency. Separated from the Father. Separated from the Father. Work for everything. Work for everything, yep. Everybody against me or against me back. Mm-hmm. Everybody for themselves. Everyone against me. So, God's way won't work. Yeah. So I ran out of space, but I think I think all of us know the lies because a lot of times, though, those lies feel very real to us, and they feel almost like part of ourselves. That's where it gets um, tricky. It feels so normal to me to think that I'm going to fail. And that I better not try anything. That it's hard to even identify it as a lie. Right? That's why we really need Holy Spirit to help us identify what, we, what are the lies we believe. And what are the things that are stopping us from stepping into more. Right? Because most of us live in this place. And we've been talking about destiny and just going for things. But most of us, me included live in this space where we have amazing ideas and things that are really from God popping into our head. But how quickly, who is with me, how quickly do we just filter them out? And like, nope, not going to do it. Not going to work. Who is with me? Like you, I mean, it's there for like three seconds and then you've talked yourself out of it, right? It's like, forget about obedience. No, I, there, it's, we're not going to do it, Jesus. We're, gonna, we're just going to play it safe. Like, there's no way I'm going to step out and do this stuff you're calling me to, right? That's the reality of where I, I believe most of us are, right? We're just not going to make those steps because we believe deep down inside, even though we'll never say it in church, that it's not going to work, that Jesus is not going to be there for me. That is just not, is just, you know, that I am just not enough. It's like, who do I think I am? Goodness gracious, right? And we just talk ourselves out of our destiny even before we be gone. And out of those promises or those things of those ideas that are stirring in us, right? So... I believe that until we are super real, right, it says that the truth will set us free, right? Jesus, who is the truth, he comes in 
And he takes those lies and then he releases the truth. But for that to happen, we have to be real with him. So, most of us are not real with ourselves and not real with the Lord, right? Because it's very scary to be real. I don't know who is, who, like, I'm scared a lot of times to be real with, like, who's with me? Just, like, to really say, like, what I really feel or what I really think to the Lord is a scary place, like, in my mind, I'm like, Jesus, I trust you everywhere. Well, not here, not here, not here, not here. But in this little portion right here, I trust you, right? <laughs> but to just come to the Lord and just say, okay, Jesus, I don't trust you. I don't trust you that you're going to be there for me if I step out in this idea. I don't, trust, I, don't, I don't believe you that you are going to catch me. I don't trust you. And just to be real. Because unless we are real with what we actually believe, we cannot receive a new thought. Unless we are real with the lie we believe in, it's going to just feel normal. Unless we bring it into the light and show it to Jesus and give it to Jesus and ask him to speak into that. We're just going to live in our, own, in our own worldview and in our own experience. And there is not going to be more. Right? So, but when we come in truth, right? In reality of where we are, of what we actually believe, of what we actually feel, and we are honest and open with him, then we can give that lie, we can give that idea, we can give that worldview, we can give that grid to him and receive something new. And I just... Um, I kept seeing, the, I keep seeing this picture, this word illustration. I couldn't find the diamonds <laughs> that we had. I don't know what I did with them, but those big diamonds too. Who remembers when we brought those big diamonds that we just covered up in paper and stuff? We'll just picture them with me, these huge diamonds. So each one of us is like that huge diamond, right? Just beautifully created. Like Eve was created to be the mother of all humanity, right? Like each one of us is created with a huge call and purpose and identity like that. There is just this beautiful name, this beautiful identity, this beautiful purpose that we are created. Like the blueprint, the diamond is carrying all of that. What covers, up, what covers it up is all the lies. What covers it up is all the perception of ourselves that is not true. And once we start giving Jesus the lies, those papers, those tissue papers around the diamond, the dirt, all of the stuff, all of, all of the stuff that covers up their original design, their original intent, our true nature, our true beauty, our true identity starts to come forward. And what also starts happening is the separation starts going away. I loved that in worship you were going after separation, Marina. I was like, that's it, that's the word. <laughs> the reality is that Jesus died on the cross to kill separation. <laughs> ah. Not just to rescue us from sin, but to kill separation. Separation from ourselves in our identity, separation from Him, and separation from others. 
um, in Hebrew, no, in Galatians, and you don't have to open it, um, but 3.28 says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you all one in Christ Jesus. So he came to destroy all separation. When Jesus prayed before the cross, he was praying for unity. He was praying for all separation to go away. So that we can all be one body, one unit, together, separate and unique in our identities. But functioning together with no separation. Whose mind is blown? <laughs> Right? So he's going after this separation. But as long as there is this attitude of self-protection and self-promotion, separation will be the natural result. That mindset, that's the only thing that's going to produce. But what, just, what does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave. So each one of us have been designed in the image of God with that overflowing love that we were going after in worship and in transition. That love that is self-giving. That love that is sacrificial. That love that is not self-protecting. So that when we step out of the false identity and step into the, our true identity, it's going to look like love. It's going to look like giving. It's going to look like sacrifice. It's going to look like our heavenly daddy. And that's why, you know, he calls us different names. But all of those names will be the names that Jesus is called or the attributes of God because we're made in his image. We're just like our heavenly daddy. And everything else are the lies of the snake <laughs> and accusations. And they are not true. They are not true. Ooh. So, those who know me know I love getting people to the point, but then you have to do business with Jesus, okay? Because I can talk at you, but unless you hear directly from him, it's not, nothing is going to change, right? So, I have papers, and maybe we can have a couple more strong, amazing people help us um, with papers and pants. And get like a little surface to write on. Do you want to run around and give? Do you want to give some to Daniel? You want to run around and give out papers? <laughs> All right. So grab a pen, grab some paper. You might need either two papers or um, rip one paper in two. Okay, you're, you're going to need two separate papers. Raise your hand if you still don't have a um, paper and a pen. Does everyone have, you need, you need a pen? We'll wait for everyone to get a pen. And some of you have done this activation with me already, but I would challenge you to do it fresh. Um, it's this activation you can literally do every day. 
and just getting into different circumstances, into different uh, scenarios. And you can just do that with Jesus and you will see um, breakthrough and you will see movement um, into freedom and actually taking steps to what he's leading. So um, everyone got their papers and something to write with? All right. Okay, now everyone just close your eyes. And just imagine yourself, um, allow yourself to use your imagination. Your imagination or the eye of your mind is where Jesus will speak to you, is where he will show you words and pictures. And right now, in Jesus' name, I silence the voice of the enemy. And I command him not to speak right now in Jesus' name to any mind. And Jesus, I ask you to amplify your voice. I ask you to speak loud and clear to every heart, to every mind and imagination. So I want you just to picture yourself in this beautiful, safe place with Jesus. Just picture a beautiful place. Where you're together with Jesus. And go ahead and just picture Jesus there with you. And just see what he is doing. And then just ask him, Jesus, what lies am I carrying that are hurting me? That the world has given me, that the enemy has given me, what lies have I taken up on myself that are hurting me? And as you start hearing, just start writing them down on one of the uh, papers. You're not going to show this paper to anyone, so write it all out. Get as real as you can. Just Holy Spirit, we just ask you to search us and show us what are the things that are not from you that we're believing about ourselves, about you. things I'm believing about myself that are hurting me, that are not from you, Jesus. One more minute to write things down.
then I just want you to come to Jesus there in, the, in your imagination, in your picture. And hand him your list. And then just watch what he's going to do with it. And now I want you to physically take your list and do what Jesus did with it in your picture, unless it's burn it, and then you'll have to do it later. <laughs> so take your list and do what Jesus did with it in your, in your vision. Now take your second piece of paper. Does anyone, anyone, um, can you run around with paper if anyone needs more paper? And I want you to go back into that vision with Jesus. say, Jesus, if those things are lies, if that's not true about me, Jesus, who do you say I am? Jesus, what is the special name that you call me? Who am I, Jesus? And just as this positive, spontaneous thoughts that just start, start coming, words or pictures, just start writing them down. Jesus, when you were creating me, what is the name that you called me? It could be a one word, it could be multiple words, just write down whatever you hear. The next question I want you to ask is, Jesus, how do you want me to start walking out this new name that you have given me? How do you want me to live out of that name? What does it look like on Monday morning? How do you want me to live out of that name? What are some of the first steps you want me to make?
as you're letting go of lies and excuses, he's going to show you those first steps to follow him. Things that you could never do before because you believed the lies. But that will be so life-giving now. write it down and then just in your mind's eye in whatever picture you've been there with Jesus just give him a hug tell him thank you so much Jesus for calling me by this new name for giving me a future and a hope for breaking off all the lies Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wave at me if you heard uh, like a name or some that Jesus called you something that you maybe either have not heard before or something, a confirmation. Wave at me. <laughs> okay, come on. Um, I know it's super vulnerable, but we have a couple minutes. I would love for a couple people to just come up and share um, briefly in sentence or two uh, what they got. It's going to be brave. Come on, Donovan. Yay, come on. <laughs> Ooh, you know, identity is received in community. And when we just hear who Jesus says people are and we all agree with it and we just say yes, that's the best you, that's who you really are, and we're going to hold you accountable to that. So here you go. What did Jesus say? So I just want to say that this may be for some other people too. I did hear, and Jesus did lean over and whisper in my ear, but as I was listening, it was a whisper, and I'm like, what? And he's like, go on the journey with me. And I'm going to tell you. So he did say my name, but it was, that was, I believe, what he wanted for me and maybe for some others to, that it's an adventure we are being called on and that we may understand it a little bit more if we stay in that. And I felt that it was important to share that. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. What was the name, though? Can you share that? Yeah, come He's, on. He said, I'm going to bring you on a journey. So all I know is it was a whisper. So. Am I your li he said, I, you're my little, that much I got. You're my little, it was like in tongues or something. I don't know. I don't know the actual word. Come on. That's so good because I do, um, I did not say that, but thank you for saying that, is that this conversation is literally our conversation that's going to unfold through eternity, right? He's going to show us who we are and you know, just all of that. So it's an adventure. It's a journey. Thank you so much, Donovan. Who else wants to share? Come on. Tell us your name, and then um, briefly what Jesus showed you. Okay, my name is Noe, which is spelled N-O-E. And so you have to understand that Humor is a big part of my life. I just, yeah, I'm joyful. I one time had someone tell me, well, Noe, your name means the scrambled one. And I was like, like, okay, you know, keep talking. And they were like, well, if you take the letters of the word uh, one and you scramble them around, it becomes your name. And I'm like, Okay, that's funny. I'll run with it, you know. So in listening, Jesus said, you are not scrambled. You are the way I made you. Yes. So anyways, I just thought it was funny that he said that. So anyways, that might be 
help someone out there. So. Good, you are the way I made you, come on. All right, maybe a couple more. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on, yeah. It's not easy, right? I know, <laughs> the it's things. hard, I know, this is vulnerable. <laughs> um, sometimes I just feel like I don't bring a lot of value to relationships, and like people don't want to be around me. Um, but he just said, you're valuable. Wow. And desirable. Wow. So that was really good. <laughs> oh, come on. And we affirm that, that you are valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so good. Come on. <laughs> come on. I journal every day, and um, I know that he calls me child and sweetheart a lot. And then when I'm not listening or I try to argue with him, I feel that I hear daughter, and I'm like, yes, sir, <laughs> yes, daddy. But he's just always loving, and I, when, he talk, when I hear him talk to me in my spirit, and today I heard when you asked us, what do you call me, I heard him say sweetheart, precious, warrior princess, breaker, yeah, and pioneer. Come on. That's today, and I feel that he, he's looking at a lot of you with the same or similar meanings. And then about um, what do you want to take out of that name? And I felt he said, move forward, mm -hmm. keep going, mm -hmm. no fear, stand your ground, and stronger faith. <laughs> Come on. Breaker and pioneer. I love that. <laughs> Come on. Who else is like dying on the inside? Come on. <laughs> Um, so I heard him call me Pearl, just out of the irritation, out of the, yeah. out of the pressure mm -hmm. comes something beautiful. Come on, so. Come on that is beautiful. <laughs> you are a pearl of great price. Who is like really wanting to come up, <laughs> but like holding themselves back? <laughs> I'm going to give you a chance. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, last chance. You want to do it? Huh? <laughs> I feel like, okay, you need to do it now. I'm not going to do that to you guys. But I do want to encourage um, each one of us to share with a couple people what you got and just um, have them just pray and prophesy into that too. Because it's uh, what Donovan said, is such a beginning of a journey um, that all of us will go on. Um, for me personally, um, this journey has kind of really been sparked again um, over the summer. And I've been pressing in more and more of what he calls me, and he calls me Star. So that's one of the main names. I have like a, I don't know, several of them. And I think most of us will have several different names that he calls us. But that's, that to me connects to my purpose. And he also um, said it's not just Star, but it's that um, thing that Elon Musk is doing. It's the Starlink, <laughs> you know, to link up. <laughs> Um, and it's a connector, and it's a, um, shining in darkness. So because I know who I am, now when there is darkness, I get excited because I know that I'm called there, right? Because I will shine the light, and I will lead people to Jesus like the star of Bethlehem. So knowing, like, who we are gives us then excitement and authority and like to step out into those places where we normally just a little old me, I wouldn't, right? But like once I know who I am, what he calls me, what I'm designed for, I'm going to step into it and I'm going to thrive in those places, right? So I, I believe that many of us have started the journey this morning with Jesus where he's going to show more and more 
And I feel like since, since I've started on this journey, I feel like so many things, so many excuses and limitations that I have put on myself has just been breaking off of me. And I've been stepping into spaces where I have excused myself for so many years and said, no, I don't have enough energy for that, or I don't have enough of this, or I don't have whatever. And I've just started taking those little spa steps, brave steps, into what he's calling me into. And I believe that for just everyone in this room, that as the lies are falling off, and the truth of what he's calling us, of who he's calling us, is coming to the surface, that we are going to start making those steps from our true identity into this destiny that he has for us into this purpose that he has for us on this earth. And it's going to be the most exciting thing in the world. <laughs> I'm excited that we are getting to do it together. Can you imagine a group of people where everyone knows who they are in the Lord? And, there's, and everyone is stepping out bravely, right? It's like nothing can hold us back. So I am really, really excited about this and would encourage each one of us to ask Jesus many, many more questions based on the conversation we started this morning. So if the worship team can come up and some able, be a strong man can help me put this stuff back, please, I would be super grateful. Um, but let's press in more for who he's calling us, what he's calling us in the truth of who we are as we worship. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.